0: In South Carolina and Nebraska, abortion bans failed with Republican support because at least one Republican in Nebraska and one Republican in South Carolina doesn't think they can win the next election if they're against abortion. In Nebraska, it's an 80-year-old man. In South Carolina, it's State Senator Sandy Sen. Doesn't mean that we're out of the woods yet. There's a six-week abortion ban in the South Carolina House, but there's six days left in the session. However, regardless, it will be brought back up in January. So it's a temporary win, but still a win. Here's Katie Ter's report, including her interview with Sandy Sen. Two more losses in two more red states. In South Carolina and in Nebraska last night, two bills which would ban or severely restrict abortion failed. And they both failed in two GOP-controlled legislatures. Let me explain. First in Nebraska, on the floor, was a bill to ban abortions at six weeks. But the Republicans, who have a 32- to 17 seat majority over the democrats could not pass it because one of the co-signers of that bill ended up abstaining we're going to tell you why he did that in a moment then in south carolina a near total ban also failed it's the third time the gop has tried to pass this bill down there since roe was overturned this time all five of the chamber's female lawmakers struck down the quote human life protection act including three republicans here's two of them maybe i'm confused about this legislation Or maybe the men who wrote it know more about pregnancy than the women in this chamber or across this state or the country who can actually get pregnant and give birth women don't have sex just so they can go have an
1: abortion just like men i don't think have sex to get pregnant every time abortion laws have always been each and every one of them about control it's always about control plain and simple and in the senate the males all have control We the women have not asked for as the senator from orangeburg pointed out yesterday nor do we want your protection we don't need it we don't need it Uh, we do not buy into the ruse that what you really want is to take care of us gentlemen we've always been able to take care of ourselves
0: I'll speak to one of those Republican state senators, when you saw second there, Sandy Sen, in just a moment about what she says her party doesn't understand, because it's not just South Carolina and it's not just Nebraska. It's also Kansas and Wisconsin and Montana and Michigan. It is at the ballot box and it is in the polls. And it looks like it's going to be a heavy political anvil that will hang over 2024. Joining me now is NBC News Washington correspondent Yamiche Alcindor. So Yamish, I teased it a moment ago. In Nebraska, one of the co-sponsors of the bill abstained, a Republican. Tell me why he did not vote and why he... Ended up killing that bill.
2: Okay, a yeah, fascinating situation in, in in Nebraska. On Thursday, this bill to restrict abortions after six weeks of pregnancy failed to get the 33 votes it needed to advance. It fell one vote short, as you said, when Republican State Senator Merv Riepey voted to abstain. He was a co signer of the bill, but he expressed concern that a six-week abortion ban might not give women enough time to even know that they are pregnant. Reapy also introduced an amendment that would have extended the proposed ban to after 12 weeks of pregnancy and would have made exceptions for fetal abnormalities deemed incompatible with life. He also said something to Republicans. He said that they would be voted out of office by women if they continued to restrict abortion rights. And said, to fellow Republicans, he said, we must embrace the future of reproductive rights. So an interesting stance and interesting words from a Republican, Katie. Yeah, and he also said, he pointed to his own
0: uh, re-election campaign. He said the primary, he won by a landslide. But in the general election, when he was running against a Democrat, somebody he beat in primary, the primary because it's open in Nebraska, he only won by five points. He showed that abortion is a motivating factor for races and was trying to tell Republicans that they're on the wrong path.
2: Certainly. That's exactly what his message was. And you can see it. You were just talking about South Carolina. We saw, of course, in South Carolina, yet another uh, motion, another attempt to restrict abortions even further fail. In some ways, it might be surprising before Roe v. Wade because we thought of red states as being the ones that would restrict abortion. But after Roe v. Wade, you've just seen woman after woman, a Republican woman in particular, say, I do not want the government to tell me how to control my body, especially when you're seeing bills that would not have exceptions for rape or incest. So you've seen this in Kansas. We've seen this in other places in Kentucky. The midterms were a, a, a real, I think, example of how much abortion rights were actually um, backed up, and there were supporters of abortion rights in states that were red and blue. So Michigan, I think, is another good example where you saw another bill um, and another effort to try to restrict abortions fail. So in this regard, it really is a political issue. And of course, as those women in South Carolina were saying, it's also a moral issue. There are just so many women around this country who say, I don't want this to be part of a political debate. There's
0: and, a lot of women, including uh, Republican Nancy Mace, who I spoke to the other day about this, saying that she is pro-life, but that doesn't mean she's anti-abortion in all cases. She believes that there should be exceptions. There should be room for a woman to make that choice. Uh, Michelle Cinder, thank you very much. And joining me now is South Carolina Republican State Senator Sandy Sen. She was one of the three Republicans who blocked her state's near total abortion ban. Uh, Senator, thank you very much for being with us. I heard your words there a moment ago uh, on the floor, and they were powerful. This is about control. It's about men saying that they can take care of women, or they should be in charge of taking care of women, I guess. Explain what, what they're thinking, what you believe they're thinking. You know, a
1: lot of them, I think, honestly, do believe that they we need them. I mean, they said that. Even a young senator who was just elected, and he's in his 40s, I would assume his wife is young, so they, that's still childbearing age, but he believes that um, we, he needed to protect young women from their doctors, and he really, you know, went after the doctors and wanted to criminalize them. So I can tell you why they think that way. I can tell you this, that most of them who vote this way don't believe it, and they're getting an earful from their wives and from their daughters who think that they're views are just obtuse, and they're only voting that way to pander to what they think is the most popular side of the base, and it just is not. And I agree with the senator from Nebraska, uh, who there was a representative, who sat there and, and didn't vote because he thought that it's going things are going to turn on him. In South Carolina, women are 51% of the vote, and to sit there and try and tell us that we need them to make these laws, and, and the law, what they were trying to pass was zero abortion, and many in the House wanted no exceptions. Uh, yeah, they did end up putting some exceptions in there, but um, basically nobody would be able to get an abortion unless they could prove rape. The sheriff would have to go investigate whether there was a rape. It's just a ridiculously oppressive bill.
0: So you know, your your colleague also said and we played this: women don't have sex just to get an abortion. And it feels like a lot of this debate—that's that's what these lawmakers who are pushing these laws are insinuating—that a woman is just loose and she's going out and she's promiscuous and she's doing all those things, and then she's going and showing up the next day at the abortion clinic or a few weeks later and just getting rid of it. Like it's no big deal. That right. it happens all the time. The numbers obviously yeah. disprove that. But also, you talk about them having women in their lives who are pushing back. I wonder. I wonder still with all of the women in their lives pushing back and the numbers showing that it's a losing political issue why this keeps getting
1: pushed You know, it's to pander to the base. And if you look at the Republican creed, which is what I go by, um, there's nothing in there that is a social issue. You know, I'm, I'm very fiscally conservative, but I don't like the pushing of social issues. And this one in particular has been pushed three times in six months. They knew what the outcome was going to be. We all knew what the outcome was going to be. And yet we had to stand up and filibuster yet again. So this time I was very tough with my words. I told them before they did it that if they made us go down this road a third time, that basically they were going to get an earful, and they did. And now they're smarting about it. And my leader even told our local news that uh, he would have an answer for me in 2024. So in other words, he's going to, I guess, five women in the Senate are too many. I guess he's <laughs> going to come after this one, because it was really tough on him. But he should not have led us down this path again. So let's ask about 2024, because you only beat your opponent, I believe, by two points, Democratic
0: opponent, I uh, you represent Charleston. Uh, are you worried that, um, I know you've been clear about your position, but the position
1: of the Republican Party is going to be a drag on your race? No, not really. We um, we've already redistricted, so my, my I won really in a blue district. So yeah, I, I had crossover for sure. Um, but and, you know, I know that a lot of Dems did crossover and vote for me. But as far as now, we've got a whole new district. Um, I've been in office seven years. I'm not in it. You know, I, I believe in term limits. I'm not. This isn't my life. I have a job. I have family. Um, but you know, I'm not going to vote in a way that's going to oppress women simply because the party might want me to pander to them. Um, the, the people that came up with the You know, the platform. These are just the people that go to these events like year after year after year. And this is both sides. So you've got hard right, hard left people who come up with these, um, you know, the party platforms. And you're not going to, I'm not going to agree with everything on the party platform, this being one of them. And I think that this is an issue really that the people in my area are sick of. It has been polled. My, even my leader has polled it. Uh, 70% of Republican voters in my area would agree with me. And I stand at first trimester. Um, You know, so I'm not ridiculous either way. Uh, zero or full out uh, until you give birth. But you can't get, we couldn't get our five Supreme Court justices to agree. They all wrote separate opinions. Mm. You're not even going to be able to get the full legislature to agree. So it needs to go on a ballot and they refuse because they know they'll lose. We put up the polling there in South Carolina to show you how South
0: Carolinians feel as well. Um, State Senator Sen, thank you very much for being here. Republican from South Carolina. We appreciate it. Thank you, Katie. Short Cast Club.